Doctor, uh, today's patient is under anesthesia and is ready to be operated on. Ah, perfect, nurse. Who do we have on the table today? One Jimmy Butler, five-time NBA All-Star. Do you watch basketball, sir? Oh, no. I quit watching in the 70s. Back then, they had this totally uncredentialed man they called Dr. J. Disrespectful. Well, let me give you Mr. Butler's vitals, and uh, then we can begin. Uh, Nickname, Jimmy G. Buckets. And, uh, sir, the G stands for gets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Life philosophy, uh, he removed the rearview mirror in his car to embody the idea of never looking back. I see. Swag levels are crazy right now. Mm, Evidently. Uh, The patient is the only NBA player to openly admit to enjoying country music. You don't say. Uh, Workload, Uh, Jimmy uh, led the league in minutes before this unfortunate injury. Great. Well, it looks like we're ready to dig in. This is a pretty long procedure. What shall we listen to while we work? I've got just the thing. Welcome to episode 73 of Wolves Cast, the show that is getting real good at spelling meniscus. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Scott, everybody. Yeah, yeah. We back. Another week. Doo-doo. We're here to do a show. We're here to doo-doo a show, y'all. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. It's Wolves Cast. You came to the right place. I know I know you were I know you were you were coming for some Wolves Cast and you we, found it. We did uh coin a term uh for this upcoming week that we have. Is it gonna be Hell Week? Hell Week or is it gonna be <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a number of weeks too. If, yeah, if that's only just it. it were one week. Yeah. <laughs> well it, we were used to playing like five games a week, and so yeah. now it's weird. We only have two games in the upcoming week. Yeah, now things slow down. Uh, but yes, a very interesting week in Timberwolves basketball, you guys. Obviously, Jimmy Butler down with an injury. So many things to talk about. Go! Oh! Yeah. Got sad, a, news. sad news indeed. Got to got to hash that out uh, for sure. So so yeah, lots of things um, to talk about on today's episode. Um, after recapping the week, we'll get to that Butler injury um, right before we started recording. We got news um, from Twitter and from Adrian Wojnarowski confirming that uh, the Timberwolves have bought out, waived Shabazz Muhammad. We'll get to that. Um, also, we have a sponsor. We're going to predict it. Look into the crystal ball. That we see and, uh, you know, make some predictions. We have Weekly Wolfies in a game. Lots to get to. So we're going to dive in. Let's get it right now. Let's talk about this week, uh, the the first week back from the All-Star break. And, uh, yeah, it was rough. Rough game right there. Obviously, dealing with the Rockets, that's always going to be hard. But, uh, you know, also adding on top of that star player going down with injury. Oh, no. Mm, that was tough. Yeah, so that was that's how we started this week out. <laughs> it was tough, Neil. I uh, I didn't watch the game Friday night. I had uh, my Dungeons and Dragons group. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Actually, that might have been Saturday night. Either way, <laughs> I couldn't watch the game Friday night, and so I heard the news about Jimmy's knee before I got a chance to watch the recording. Ah. It was a surreal feeling watching the Rockets game. And one, I didn't know exactly what point of the game had happened. So the whole game I'm watching with this pit in my stomach knowing (laughs) it's going to happen. But it's also Uh. really weird to be watching Jimmy Butler on the court and being like, is this the last time I'm going to see him play this season? Is this the last time I see him in a Wolves uniform until next season? Just, you know? just, yeah, you're just watching every moment. Yeah, and I'm just like, it, it makes you appreciate. I was like watching every moment of his being like, I can't believe I'm not going to be able to watch this man play basketball for the next several, several weeks. That's the way to do it, I guess. You know, you got to you know, bring it, you know, you know, like you're saying, you know, every moment matters and, uh, you know, just taking it all in. But yeah. That was uh, that was hard. I just watched it, and uh, yeah, that was you know the team, the game. You know, coming back from the All Star break, no one really expected the Wolves to win. But yeah, especially when that happens, that injury happens in the third quarter, the team was just like stunned for the rest of the night. And and uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll talk more about about the injury and, and what it all means, and you know where the team might go from here um, coming up. But it certainly kind of set the tone there for the rest of the week. Um, and the other unfortunate thing about that game was they had to, you know, do it and pack up and head home for a back-to-back uh, for the next our night. Tenth, I'm going to just say league-leading tenth one-game homestand of the season. <laughs> yeah, just there. Uh, a full quarter of our home games this year have been home, one-game homestands. Just a little stop in. Ugh. Don't even sleep in your own. We have bed. another one on the schedule too. Still, yeah, future. yeah. You're just flying in and flying out. You know, just real simple like that. Thankfully. Uh, the Timberwolves uh, had the had the Bulls 
coming into town. Um, Zach Levine, the return, inviting the deaf kid schools. You know, he's he supports yeah. that school for deaf children. Yep, and yep, yep. Invited them all out to the game. Such a good guy. He said a lot of nice things. We love you, Zach. Yeah, I was at this game, and um, it was great to see Zach. People gave him lots of love. They gave him a little, uh, a little pregame, a little in the starting lineup. They gave him like a little min- mini. Little tribute. mini tribute. That's nice. It was like 15 seconds, but they put on Drake back to back and uh, showed a lot of highlights of him slamming him home, and people were loving it. So, <laughs> yeah, they gave a little nice that, but nothing for Chris Dunn. Oh. I think they might have said welcome back, Chris Dunn, but there was no, There's no not video. Enough there wasn't not enough highlights. <laughs> there aren't you know? any highlights. You can't find them. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't find those highlights. Nice things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I- ironic that Zach's knee is now nice and Jimmy Butler's He's good to go. Bad. Yeah, he's totally repair- repaired. He looks like the same bouncy dude. Um, but yeah, good to see Zach again. Lots of fans still here in Minnesota, so he's got that going for him. Lori Markinen got booed a whole bunch. <laughs> I think people like think for sure that like he was like the Wolves pick or something with all this, and you know I don't know why you'd boo this guy. Like <laughs> very very it. strange. Like this rookie who's like playing well, but like I don't know. I don't know what the whole idea. It wasn't like heavy booing, but at first there was strange <laughs> booze for marketing. I don't, what, I don't get it. Who are these boo birds? <laughs> Not people doing? who listen to this podcast. No, you you listen. You, you the know, listener would never do that. That's how you know we're getting all those casual bandwagon fans <laughs> yeah. back in the arena because they booed Kevin Love when he touched the ball. That, we don't do that. We They're have like, oh, marketing was on our team last year. There oh, are very him. very few players Timberwolves fans to boo. <laughs> That's right. They're few and far between. I mean, if Kurt Rambis comes into the arena, I mean, feel free. Sure. Get on By all means. Um, And then finally, uh, the win in Sacramento um, on Monday night, I believe it was. So, yeah, taking care of another lottery bottom dweller team that you had to to get, even though you don't have Jimmy Butler. You know, the Wolves still have more talent than many teams in the league, even without Butler. Some of these lottery teams, of course, Take care of business, and uh, they did that in Sacramento. I enjoyed the alternate court that they played on. Beautiful, Very and the jerseys looking. too. I mean, I don't know. It's a weird team right now, though. Who's Ooh. who's their best player? Uh, yeah, Bogdanovich. That's what uh, I'm thinking. You know, yeah, he's been their best player consistently this year. I mean, technically, it's probably like Zebo, like you know, whatever. Yeah. But they're not playing him anymore. Nope. <laughs> Stealth tank move right there. Just sit down, Zebo. Sit down, Vince Carter. So. Yeah, they got a weird, weird, weird team right now. They're sure to to be in the race to the bottom right now. But uh, the funny thing is, they can do anything that they want to tank, and it's not going to be like, oh, they're obviously tanking because the Sacramento Kings have made such bad moves that we don't understand what they're doing anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, okay, bold front office strategy. I guess. And uh, we're recording this right now during the uh, Portland Trailblazers game um, on Thursday, March first. Sure, that'll so, be a good game. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come out hard. Uh, that's a great team. They're I think seven and three in their last ten games. Wow. I believe, wow. and so they're playing great right now. And it seems like we always have epic ma- matchups in the Moda Center, don't we? Yeah, those are usually good games, and you know, great fan base there. Yeah, you know, high energy games. So um, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll probably be. I don't know if I'm going to watch it tonight after the pod. I Might usually do, one. but it, with only two games until next Thursday when we play, <laughs> we have a game tonight. Yeah, Thursday game tomorrow, Friday, and then we have almost a full week off a next full Thursday. Week of is the just Utah straight chilling. So uh, <laughs> maybe I'll delay it. You know, drag it out a little bit. You think we'll the see. team will come home? Um, that's a great question. What is it? It's Portland and then Utah, and then in a week it's Utah at home, I believe. So oh, yeah, they'll come home. okay, cool. They'll come yeah, home. another Utah at home. Nice. Yeah, I believe so. Or no, Boston, Boston at home. Next, Boston next at Thursday. home. Oh, great, even so, better. Yeah, they'll come home. They'll have a whole week of practicing and chilling at home. That'll be that'll be a nice week. Cool. All right, let's get to the full court press where we need to talk about uh, lots of things that happened this week. Here's the tip. All right, tip is up. It's in the air. And uh, first topic, of course, has to be Jimmy Butler and his damaged meniscus. Jimmy had uh, surgery. Got a nice uh, piece here from the athletics. Uh, John Krasinski with some very interesting details about this process. Typically, with a meniscus injury, you either have to remove it or repair it, and apparently Jimmy didn't do either. <laughs> he bucked the trend. He didn't have to do it. Well, he, he kind of repaired it. Repaired it. Slight repair, slight procedure. John says it was a arth- arthroscopic procedure to address the injury. Um, but it's weird because if he's coming back in five to six weeks, that means that he didn't do the repair option. It means yes. he probably removed part of it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I it mean, seems weird that they're hiding this information. 
Yeah, it's a it's a more of a tight lipped front office these days. But yeah, our, so, our injury uh, blogger that we go to, Lucas Lucas Seehofer. I linked to his piece in this week's Wolf's Cast Digest, so check that out at Canis Hoopus. Yep. And he was saying how there's two different kinds of meniscus tears, and so like I'm not sure if we've heard which one it is yet, and um, I I want to hear more about it, but um, yeah, I'm feeling like you Jimmy, might not. Jim, Jimmy probably cut some corners <laughs> to get back on time, so I mean, yeah. Dwayne Wade had his meniscus removed. Yeah. I think the quickest return was a couple years back. Uh, Metal World Peace had his meniscus removed and came back like a week later. Yikes. He, he, everyone was like, this is miraculous. This is the fastest I'm ever returning from like a meniscus. But he just took it out, you know? Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, so injury happens in Houston. And um, yeah, you have this decision basically whether to, you know, do a little little quick fix and get back on the court soon or have it be a longer procedure and be out for many, many months. And so... Basically, Jimmy will hopefully, by all accounts, be back in Timberwolves uniform at some point this season, hopefully um, for the playoffs, hopefully right at the very end of the season. We were hoping, but we're kind of it's kind of up in the air. Lots of indefinitely. It's very early to sort of know. Yeah, after this next, we have a really brutal eight-game stretch of games coming up yeah. that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but the last part of the season, we have ten pretty easy games to close the season. Okay, yeah. And uh, in the final week, we play Denver twice, I believe. And so if we need to get into the playoffs or beat Denver for some way to keep playoff seedings, maybe Jimmy comes back a little bit early for those. But I'm guessing we can handle our business during that stretch of time. So we'll see. It's very very shades of Lindsey Whalen from this year's Lynx team. She broke her hand a few weeks before the playoffs and... She was basically out for the rest of the regular season, and when the playoffs came back around, that was her first game back, game one in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, though, Lindsay has been playing with that core forever, so yeah. it wasn't like she needed to re-ingratiate herself with the team. She already True. knew what she was doing. She's you know? a pro, yeah. She can roll out of bed and do that with that team, so yeah. I think it's going to be very different when Jimmy comes back. So we need to talk about what's going to happen for the rest of the season. We will um, later in the show get to predict it, where we'll talk about the record and where the team might land, but... What do we think about how the team might change in the short term in the next few weeks here about, you know, rotations, how they might look, how they might play differently? What, I mean, we've seen two games already. Um, you listening have probably seen three. Um, but, yeah, a few games under the belt of the Jimmy-less uh, team. But w- what's going to happen here? How's the, how's the team going to be able to cope or deal with uh, having their best player out? Uh, well, uh, where's my boy? Shout <laughs> the Drew Wiggs, man. Right, he's finally listening. Wiggins got to step up. He's been stepping up so far those first two games without Jimmy. Maple Jordan. Getting aggressive again, getting to the line again. So I think we need that in spades. We need some people to really step up in a big way on the defense aspect. We've seen Teague really step up too. Teague's been pushing it. Yeah. I think in the last five games he's been averaging like 21 points and just looking a lot more aggressive and confident. Um, So that's important. I don't know if we can plug the hole that Jimmy leaves defensively. We are already a bottom five defense in the NBA without Jimmy. I mean, with Jimmy. So it might get pretty ugly here without Jimmy. Um, could we get real ugly? Yeah, that's the thing that you know he lamented for the first part of the season is like we got to stop just trying to outscore teams. We got to you know find a way to to get some stops and and that is that is a huge issue at this point right now. It is you know both the Chicago game and the Sacramento game. They did do the old outscore them type of thing. Oh, their defense shored up a little bit in the second half of each of those games, actually. So it wasn't totally terrible defense for the entire 48 minutes, just the first half. But you're right. This is going I, – I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to stay – I imagine they kind of would like to stay around 500 for this these final – uh, as you're listening to this, it will be 17 remaining games. You know, to go – you know, to go nine and eight or something like that would be huge. You know, you know, something in that range. And I just don't know how they're going to do it with what is probably going to be like the worst defense or the bottom five defense here in these last in this last six weeks. It's going to be really difficult on the defensive end. We got to hope we get schedule lucky in the sense yeah, that yeah. we're catch- hopefully we catch some of these teams when they're on the second night of a back to back, or exactly. maybe we catch some of these good teams that we're going to be playing the next eight games. Maybe we'll catch some of them on their off nights. Um, so it's really luck that we got to hope on. Yeah. Um, which it's not encouraging. <laughs> it's very worrying. Need some luck. Need some luck. Thankfully, the team has, you know, banked so many wins uh, early on 
in this season, the first 60 games of this season, you know, the team to be, be in the third um, spot in, in the Western Conference and to, you know, already have so many wins, you know, is a good thing because you can kind of, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a photo finish down the stretch here for sure, but at least the Wolves uh, kind of enter that race with a little bit of an advantage. They have a few games out in front. Obviously, things are very, very tight from three to eight right now in the Western Conference playoff three picture. Three to eight. Three to ten. Yeah. Three of ten, really. I guess if you think Utah still got a shot, but uh, yeah. So I so. was just looking at the Western Conference standings, Neil, and basically we're gonna go three to ten because the Jazz are in tenth place, and they are eight and two in their last ten games. Ninth place, the Nuggets are seven and three. Clippers in eighth right now. They are seven and three. Thunder six and four. Trailblazers six and four. Pelicans are fifth seed right now with Anthony Davis's monster stretch lately. They're seven and three in their past ten games. So all these teams that are chasing us are super hot right now. They're all playing their best basketball of the season right now, and we're six and four in our last ten games. But it's not going to be easy because all the teams, except for the Spurs, the Spurs are the only team. They're three and seven in their past ten. They're the only team that's falling. Every other team in the Western Conference is winning like sixty to seventy percent of their games right now. Yeah, and yeah, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you know deal with that. You're gonna have to deal with these surging Western teams, you know, getting in the mix, finally kind of figuring things out. This Thankfully, is what, we got all those Pelicans games in before uh, Boogie got hurt because Boogie was actually you know hurting his team in those games, and it seems like now in some it's ways, just like yeah. Pelicans are Andrew, Anthony Davis' world destroyer right now. <laughs> He's know? unleashed. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you're right that yeah, it's 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 tough timing, you know, for this because yeah, we were hoping to be playing our best basketball now, and we're gonna have to not do that, and we're gonna have to face a whole bunch of teams who are peaking um, right now. So that's definitely gonna or not not necessarily facing those teams, but we're gonna have to face them in the standings. Here's my uh, question for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing that always comes out when injuries sure. happen. Like, did he get injured because he was playing so many minutes? We want to say yes because the meniscus is something that wears away over time. It's kind of the cartilage that protects your knee, if I understand it correctly. So that is something that could be a wear and tear type thing. But then, again, you see guys who aren't leading the NBA in minutes also have meniscus tear. So it's hard to pinpoint. That's the thing with injuries. It's hard to pinpoint how much of it is due to the heavy minutes he played. But I was thinking, is it a blessing or a curse that we played the most games in the NBA so far? The blessing part is we notched all those wins with Jimmy before this happened. Yeah, like 61 games. <laughs> right. And so it's a good thing we had Jimmy for all those games. I'm glad now that we had all those games in a short time because yeah. if Jimmy was going to tear his meniscus that day no matter what, then I'd rather have all those games front-loaded so that we can have Jimmy for the majority of them. But is it the opposite side or is it the egg side of this chicken or egg scenario where because we played that many games, Jimmy tore his knee? And if we didn't have the most games in the NBA – and under our belt so far, if our schedule wasn't so lopsided, would Jimmy's knee still be healthy? Yeah, and that's something that, you know, we'll never know. I mean, is this just fluky, you know, one step in the wrong position, you know, knee goes, or is it really a ongoing thing that was worn down over time? I mean, you got to think some of this is, to me, it's not about what he did this season and uh, really more of what his career has been like. You had the you know game stat la- uh, last week when we did the show, and you had yep. the game at the end of our show where you talked about you know him. He's been top five in minutes for the past six years. So, so he's uh, led the league three times in the last. Six so years. unfortunately, it's sort of still on Tibbs in that in that way to go back yeah. in time. Still, yeah, one year Hoiberg, but you know, unfortunately, it's still kind of got F- Tibbs's fingerprints on it, even though it wasn't from this season. But yeah, I think it's more of just an accumulation of all these years. I think it's just a veteran thing if you're a veteran player who's a starter who plays heavy minutes an all-star type player you're going to play all these heavy load minutes and eventually something's going to happen uh so um my last question before we move on do you care about jimmy how much do you care about jimmy butler's long-term health here because if this was towns i'd be devastated sure because that puts it lowers his ceiling for the rest of his career, and right now his Towns is still just all potential. Still hasn't missed a game. His ceiling, <laughs> his ceiling is still he could be the best player in the NBA for yeah. several re- seasons in a row. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. And with Wiggins too. I mean, I was, I was, I was hit harder last year when Zach went down with an ACL tear. True, because it it made you think, what if, what does that do to his future? What does it do to his a young athleticism? Player. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Jimmy, he's already halfway through his career. He's kind of in the peak area of his career right now. And honestly, it's like, go ahead and return fast, Jimmy, because we need you now, and you might not be on the team in two years. Yeah. And so it's like, how much as a Timberwolves fan do you worry about Jimmy rushing back? Do you care that much about his long-term health? Because, you know, 
do you think we're going to sign him and then have like really bad knees Jimmy at age 33 on a max contract and being killed by it? Or do you think like I have a hard time gauging like sure. how worried I should be about the long term? Yeah, again, I think you nailed it in the sense that this is a player who is a short term player for us, even if he resigns, which we've never really talked about really so much on the show. But, you know, we're hoping to resign Jimmy in the summer of 2019. And, you know, what would that deal look like? How many years, really? You're giving, like, a 30-year-old Jimmy, I can't, like, five years max money. I just deal. can't imagine them giving him four or five years even. I think it would be a shorter-term deal, hopefully, like, a max three-year deal or something. So, I don't know. what. Again, I, I haven't looked at the cap sheet or whatever. But, I, so, yeah, I think it's it, this is less of a giant blow to the franchise in, in sort of the medium term because this is a player who you need for this season and the next season, but even if he re-signs, he would sort of be at that point, you know, seeding uh, a lot of, you know, the usage and a lot of the um, the load to Towns and hopefully Wiggins at that time. So right. it, I think you nailed it when you kind of said it's not as catastrophic as, you know, Wiggins or Towns going down with something like right. this. Yeah, so it's definitely scary. It's definitely, you know, just how the league goes these days. I mean, guys play a lot of minutes. Um, guys are playing harder than ever. You know, the guys are getting up and down the court, jumping higher, running faster. Like, this is how the league is these days. And, you know, the, the answer to it is probably fewer games and uh, clock management, minutes management or whatever. But, um, uh, you know, this is, this is how it goes. And thankfully for most of the season, the Wolves have avoided this this injury luck. Right. You know, they've been, like we've talked about, they've been able to bank these wins. They've been able to, you know, stay at the top of the Western Conference and not have big losses like a lot of these teams have. So this is just going to be ours for right now. And the longest injuries have gone to non-essential players. Like Teague was out for weeks. Yep. Bielitsa were out for weeks. But our core three were healthy. And thank goodness it wasn't an ACL. I mean, that's something I keep thinking about, too, because that is something that does affect next season. Even if Jimmy doesn't come back this year, if he has a setback and can't play in the playoffs or something like that, it's okay. He'll be he ready could, for training. Yeah. be ready for next year. Yeah. But uh, you're right. ACL would be worse because that would be like we'd be talking about him coming back to the team like next February. You know? <laughs> yeah, some, so. some Zach Levine stuff. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's keep it moving. we got more to talk about. He's hitting up. Shabazz Muhammad bought out. Wave today. Peace, peace. Let's uh, let's have a, uh, let's have a little time right now to play some drops. Boz, the great and powerful. Mm. Just Boz, just straight Boz. Hey, Shabazz Shabazz. Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He's thirsty. He, he is, is that. that. There it the is. Most accurate. That's going to be my favorite one. That's the hardest drop to lose. That's because the one. It's the most accurate summation of Shabazz Muhammad's whole career. He's thirsty. <laughs> he is thirsty. He is, he is that. that. I mean, just last night I was playing pickup hoops and we were joking about uh, one guy who was just <laughs> taking the ball and like you know greedily going for the shot right at the rim. You know, and we're like, oh, that's a Shabazz playing like Boz out here, <laughs> Boz making the jokes. Yeah, Shabazz, his uh, time in Timberwolves uniform has come to a close after re-signing with the team this summer on kind of a one-year make-good deal. Uh, he is he is uh, he is waived from the team um, as he is being waived uh, today on March first. Um, that makes him eligible to make another team's playoff roster. Um, yeah, apparently, like he that. wants to play for a contender. Like some contender needs Shabazz Muhammad. Yeah, one, you're not playing for a contender. You yeah. know, there's no contender that no needs way. you. No way. That's what's so funny. Is hopes of signing with a playoff contender, dude. You are on a playoff contender. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're here. You should be no, signing. Need you. You should just be signing with some team that's going to have cap space next summer, like the Hawks yeah. or something. Where yeah, you can really. Just take all the shots you want because they want to increase their losing percentage because they need those lottery balls. You know, he's playing time, not playoff roster. Right. Exactly. It's, it's such <laughs> a weird. Thing. The Suns or something. Once again, self-awareness has never been uh, Shabazz Muhammad's strong suit. So I'm not surprised that he's like, yeah, I'm going to get on a playoff team. I'm going to score 20 points in the playoffs. And then I'll be on national TV and I'll get a big contract next year. It's like Shabazz. No, no Shabazz. But, but yeah, this is coming in kind of at the buzzer here on March 1st. So kind of an interesting move because, I don't know, just kind of a very last minute thing. It's kind of last time, last, you know, moments that Shabazz could be waived, you know, to be able to be on the playoff uh, or to, you know, to make another team's roster. So, um, you know, we'll see who gets to pick him up. It's interesting for the Wolves because now they have two roster spots open, not just one. Two roster spots, so I would think there's another move coming. I can't imagine, especially with the Butler injury, that the plan is to bring up uh, Emil Jefferson <laughs> and slot Part him in here. Like, that- what is what's going on here? What's happening? Who are they going to sign? They have to have a vet lined up for this. Well, you would think so, but. I- 
part of me just feels like Thibodeau is going to be like, nope, we, we're just going to keep good. the 13. I don't want to have to teach someone all the new stuff. He's just going to come in. We're going to have to teach him. Uh, we're just going to keep it as it is. I mean, they've been playing nine guys, uh, eight now with Butler out. Right. So, so uh, personally, like as much as I would love that and as much as that makes sense and it seems like the smart move for this team right now, I just don't think it's going to happen. Tim, and I don't Tim know who the guy is. Like I guy. don't know who the guy is. Well, I got is. so excited when Corey Brewer got bought out. I was like, bring him back. Could have been the guy. He knows his way around town. Bring <laughs> him back. He'd be perfect, you know? He could have been the guy for uh, sure. But yeah, so. they need a wing. So you kind of look at the market and see who's there. You just don't hear anyone connected to the Wolves. The only name you hear connected to the Wolves is Derrick Rose, which we've already broken down on the show, is not coming from the Timberwolves. He's not a wing. It's all coming from Derrick Rose. You don't need a guard. You don't need a big. You need a wing. So I I don't know who that would be. So uh, I'm sure something else is happening. This, This... smells of something happening you could you, they could have hang, hung on to boz again he's not actually going to get signed by a playoff team or whatever you're not actually going to fulfill his his um you know request of of being cut so that he can sign with a good team like that's not going to happen so something else is happening here i'm sure we'll, we'll find out and talk yeah, about let's, next week let's remember to check twitter before the end of the show and make sure that there's not <laughs> yeah, something we have to address breaking because i know i know it it's gonna be it's gonna happen tomorrow morning then this pod is gonna be yeah, irrelevant that's okay we talked to, we got the boss thing uh, right before we started um, recording just briefly uh shabazz memories uh it was fun having him around he's the a golden goof, state goofy game. guy he's got a really high kind of goofy voice whenever yeah. he talks it surprises you golden yeah. state game as a sneakerhead, he was lots of great lots of great shoe stuff happening on instagram very big in the dunks. shoes yep, yep. Uh, big I, dunks got the lefty going you know great rebounder uh w- really weird snapchatter you know so you know i think another thing we should say about him is that coming off of the draft he had this sort of aura of like he's sort of like uh you know he had like the issues with his dad and with like his age and stuff like yeah He's one of the top-rated high school players in the country, but then they found out his dad was lying about his age, so he's actually a year older than he was saying. But what I'm trying to say is that he was never really like the head case or sort of like the like the weirdo in the locker room, to my knowledge. He was never like the sort of... I feel like a lot of people were kind of bracing for him to kind of be a problem mm-hmm. or to be an issue, and I don't feel like he was ever that. Like even now with the whole of like requesting to get out, like it's all sort of normal. It's not like... It's not crazy. It's not like how could you or you're you're a malcontent or something. This is it wasn't him. So I, I got to give him props. For even that. his work ethic was good. Like, yeah, we saw him transform his body twice over Ooh, different off seasons. Chameleon. Yeah, and so he's a guy who works really hard in the off season. His problem is he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't understand basketball he's because still a young player. I mean, he's still young. I think I think he's going to carve it up in China next year. You know, I think he's really going to be great in China. Yeah, you don't have to play as much defense out there. Exactly. I think it's he'll fine. be. I think he'll be very popular. He'll be dunking <laughs> on all those Chinese fools. And so, uh, you know, I wish him the best. I hope he figures it out, but. He just doesn't get it, you know? He just doesn't pass. He, once the ball enters his hand, whenever I'm sitting with someone at the arena, I re- lean over, I go, I bet you a dollar he shoots it yeah. without passing it. Uh, Won a lot of money that well, way. This, this shot's going <laughs> up. Yep. All right, keep it moving. He's on fire! All right, talk about some uh, schedule schedule stuff, Scott. It's something uh, we've kind of been complaining about a lot yeah. this season. Yeah. We have the worst schedule in the NBA, I believe. Uh, you're saying RPI is a number? Yes, RPI is it, the it, it uh, factors in uh, our quality of our competition, quality of the competition that our competition has faced, even as well as how we've been playing. And in that, by that metric, we have the fifth hardest schedule in the league. But I also think that that doesn't take into effect things like we played the most games through the first 64 games of the season. We've played the most games, so all of our games have been super bunched Lots up. Lots of games in a short amount of time. No rest time. Uh, we have always, almost always traveled the most miles in the league every year because we're the Western Conference team that is so close to the Eastern Conference. So all of our division teams, we have to fly to OKC. we got to fly to Utah. we got to fly to Portland. You know, We are always flying all over the place to play teams in our division. And uh, so that stuff, when you add that all together, I think it means we have the hardest regular season schedule because of all the travel, lack of rest, uh, all the, like I said, we've already played 10, one game homestands. Uh, so some of this I think can change. Obviously we're not going to play the most games in the NBA every season, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, it's not like time. we're playing, playing 84 and the Golden State's <laughs> only playing 80 or anything. Right. But like, yeah. We play the most before the all-star yeah. break. Hopefully our just... schedule won't be as condensed in the future. Yeah. But we will always, until there's conference realignment, until we have Seattle get a basketball team and like, well, let's get a team in the East because we gave one to Seattle and Mexico City, let's say. And then we'd be like, well, the Timberwolves would be perfect. I mean, let us 
because the teams that travel the least miles every year are like Boston because they go to New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. All of those are like an hour's train train ride away, you know, basically. Yeah. And so uh, they those teams in that division haven't made. And we would have the same thing if we were in the Eastern Conference Central Division. We have... What flying to Chicago, Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. Detroit, yeah, Indiana. Worst case scenario, Indiana. Yeah. Like that would be so. That would be so amazing travel wise. I just want to be in that division so much because it just makes no sense for the Wolves to have to do all these miles and all this flying every season. Um, but I just feel like if we are going to always have the the negative of traveling the most miles, I feel like the NBA should cut us some slack in return. Because we travel the most, we should get the least back-to-backs or the least one-game home stands. You know, there should be yeah, kind maybe, of some kind of way to balance us out a little bit. Yeah, or maybe they, you know, we only get three games against uh, some of the other. You know, there's always th- four teams or three teams. You only play three times instead of four within your right. conference. So maybe we get Golden State three times instead of four, something like I that. Think the Throw NBA, some bone. I think it would be only fair if the NBA tried to balance the schedule a little bit like that. Identify the teams that have. The worst circumstances, uh, some that aren't in their control, like us traveling, you know, it's not in our control. Yep. And so they should do whatever they can to make it a little more fair because it just stinks to be like, even if we're like, you know, get a championship caliber team, it's hard to see us ever having the best regular season record because of, you know, that. So it makes that one oh three oh four Wolves team so special. Yeah, just another reason why it's very impressive the Wolves are where they are right now in this season. You know, with all these different players coming in and having to come together, um, you know, uh, you know, with the schedule as, as it is, with the travel as it is, um, just lots of things kind of all having to mesh and 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 get figured out in a short period of time. I think we're sort of realizing now that it's more impressive than it might have seemed at the time. The the Wolves have got all these wins through 61 games or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately they have to deal with uh, this crazy schedule. But, um, yeah, that's just how it goes. You get the you got to play the hand you're dealt, as they say. And uh, The silver lining is that it adds a lot more drama for regular true. season fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I would like to have a team go on like a 20-game win streak one day and be cheering for that team. But yeah. instead we get the nice. drama of the Wolves having to lose games like on a weekly basis because the schedule is always against them. They're always going to have these ups and downs during the season because of that. So we get the high drama that those uh, other teams in the league who have easier schedules don't get. So, you know, I guess that's the silver lining. Yeah, uh, we get the idea from for talking about this uh, from Timberwolves Reddit, which you should go check out. They had a, they had a thread, a post uh, kind of about this topic. So head over there. Thanks. Shouts to... Timberwolves Reddit for uh, you know you know bringing this up so we talk about it on the show. You might see me posting there. Yeah, I'm getting into Reddit. I know right, I'm really right. I'm really late late to the game. Yeah, I'm not even my there. My username so I'm behind is Wolvescast. <laughs> if you click on my name, you'll see I'm mostly posting about Marvel Studios stuff. <laughs> Love it. Vinge- Infinity War is coming out a week early now. Oh, bring it out! I announced that today. Love it. All right, let's uh, get to our sponsor. All right, today's sponsor, we're sponsored uh, by the Timberwolves Marketing Department. They uh, hit us up and uh, know we're on the pulse of all you amazing Timberwolves fans out there. And uh, yeah, as we've mentioned, uh, things are tough in Timberwolves land right now, uh, losing our best player to injury and a pretty brutal stretch of uh, basketball games coming up against some really tough teams. You know, they figured they would juice up uh, Target Center here with some energetic fans trying to sell some more tickets. Um, so they have a, um, uh, a new promotional giveaway schedule um, that is coming up here it's in the final a little few likes. weeks. There's not been many yeah. giveaways this season, What's with so that? they're doubling down They've on They've been saving it. it. That's right. They're going to have a lot of them going forward. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, so a lot of couple a couple new uh, giveaways um, that, they, that you know, they would like us to uh, let you know about. So you come on down to Target Center and uh, get some free stuff That's right, everybody. With your ticket. Next week, Boston game. Get your family together. Bring them on down for a take a seat night the first oh. 5,000 fans go home with old target center seats that's right we got the old seats you know the red and bl- i mean the green and blue ones really eyesores yeah they've just all been sitting around so take a home a piece of timberwolves history on take a seat night next thursday at boston they're just or, hanging out boston. yeah all right um and then uh you know you know there's not many home games left but uh yeah the one after that will have uh, golden state warriors mm. on uh, march 11th and at that game, it's uh, Jamal Crawford Forever 21 night. Mm. And so there will be um, everyone in attendance uh, will get a facial mask. 
So, um, you know, you can take that home and right. uh, apply that to your face. And, uh, you know, you wake up uh, looking years and years younger, just like uh, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, you think Jamal Crawford has that baby face because he's not moisturizing his face? No, that's it's just part of his routine. You know, it just makes sense. So now you, too, can moisturize your face like that. Come on down to the next home game after that. That's Sunday, March 18th against the Houston Rockets, who have been owning our S all season long. Uh, but you want to come down to that one because everyone loves bobbleheads. A huge giveaway. Oh. We have not a Jimmy Butler bobblehead, not a Jeff Teague, not a Tyus Jones, nothing new, not any of these new players, but an Andrew Wiggins and Cassie the Dog bobblehead. That's right. We know that there's nothing in this world that Wiggins loves more than his adorable dog. If you don't believe me, check out his Instagram and Snapchat feeds. The first 15,000 fans will get a bobblehead that features Wiggins with his favorite person in the world. Or not person. His favorite, most beloved, at least. Favorite friend in the world. Cassie DeHound. All right, March 20th, uh, LA Clippers are coming to town. And uh, if you get to that game early enough, first 10,000 people, um, you are there for Area 21 night. So it's a little little nod to KG, and you will be walking away with a cuss button, an official Area 21 TNT mm. cuss button. You hit, you hit the button. It gives you a beep. It, it gives you, you know, there's an assortment of sort of like sounds that can, uh, you know, mask the curse word you're about to say or whatever. So, if, you know, you're hanging out, uh, you know, with your parents or with your family or whatever, you can just slam that button down and uh, curse freely without them hearing about it. So Beautiful. make sure you check that out. Come on down Monday, March 26th. It's a home game against the Memphis Grizzlies. We talked about how the Timberwolves travel the most miles every single season, it seems. So it's appropriate that they're giving out the Timberwolves airplane travel kit. Everyone in attendance. That's right. Everyone in attendance for that game will get both an eye mask and a neck, neck pillow, both branded by the Timberwolves. If you have to travel, at least do it in comfort. And then finally, wrapping uh, this promotional giveaway schedule up on uh, March 28th, Atlanta is it uh, coming to Target Center. Oh, an appropriate team for this night. There it is. And, uh, you, you know, it, it is Hoopstergram night. So if you're on Instagram, you might know about Hoopstergram. It's an account um, that uh, shows off some, uh, some vintage jerseys, some throwback things, uh, usually at music festivals and the like. Uh, we have Hoopstergram nights, and uh, the first 2,500 fans will get unsold jerseys from uh, the years past. So every year, you know, certain players move on, certain jerseys are no longer for sale, so they got to get rid of those things. And well, they don't always sell great, so they got to give them out uh, here on uh, Hoopstergram nights. And then you can take those throwback jerseys and wear them all summer at your favorite music festivals. You guys, you know, the Soundset lineup has just dropped, you know, so you got to make sure you get your tickets to that, and you got now you have a jersey to wear at Soundset. You know, they got like loads of Levine jerseys oh that yes got sold so oh yeah they got Berea they got uh sleeved Kevin Martin jerseys there's gonna be an assortment of everything yeah. for all different sizes all the pec jerseys all, all of it you guys so make sure you head over to timberwolves.com to check out the schedule for uh, promotion details we want to thank Timberwolves marketing department for sponsoring this episode of Wolves Cast all right up next it's time for predict it All right, we are predicting things to come. We have a few more weeks left in Timberwolves basketball this season. And we got, you know, including playoffs, hopefully like two months left, actually. So lots of time left, but we haven't done predicted in a while. So uh, we should get to that. We should talk about that. We need to uh, predict some things. We have some ideas of uh, what might be to come um especially now with uh jimmy butler out we kind of want to kind of focus on um you know what that might mean uh for the team and predicting those types of things but to get us started here um before we before we predict uh the, the final record for the teams and how things might go we are going to play a clip from a few weeks ago when uh you know friend of the show Britt robson was was here in the wolf's cast studio and uh, he had a prediction uh, for the end of this season. Here it is. I think that the Wolves are going to endure, endure a, uh, a harrowing losing streak. Mm. 
Uh, I think it'll be four or five games minimum. Uh, I think at least two or three of them will be legitimate defeats, but two or three of them will be reversions to uh, terrible basketball. I think it'll throw the fan base and perhaps <laughs> even some members of the team and Ooh. perhaps the coach into a little bit of uh, nervousness. Yeah. Um, I just think that uh, the odds are you have a team that you know has just come together recently um, they're playing extremely well. They got some luck early in the season. They're playing at a peak level right now. But the NBA is the NBA, you know, and teams fall on the skids every now and then. And they've got a really rough schedule, particularly in March. Mm. Um, and I can see them um, beginning to realize almost like a macrocosm of these games where they go up, you know, 24 and win by six. Uh, it could be that way with their one lost record as they head down the the uh, turn, and uh, they're suddenly feeling like, oh, we might get home court advantage. And all of a sudden, for a couple of weeks, people may begin to wonder, are we looking at uh, Houston or Golden State in the playoffs or even no playoffs? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a, at that time when that happens, um, I think they have enough fiber. They have enough with Taj and Butler and these guys to pull something out. They have enough pure talent. But I think there's going to be some nail-biting moments before the end of the season. All right. There Awfully it is. prescient. Yes. <laughs> Very good prediction there from Britt. Obviously, looking ahead to this upcoming schedule we have here, we play lots of uh, contenders for the NBA title oh, the next coming up here. Ooh, rough times. So with that, you know, what a, is I think what you're what we're kind of saying here is that that these moments are coming. These that skid he, like he spoke a- of obviously without knowing about a Butler injury um could be in the cards um coming up here. But yeah, let's 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 make some predictions here about how we think the team will finish both with their record and where they'll land in the playoffs. I'll start us out. I think uh they'll finish with 48 wins. Um, which I believe is ten more than they have right now. So Neil, there's 18 games left. Ten and seven. We're not. We're or not counting or... tonight. Oh, counting tonight's Portland game. There's, there's 18. 18 yeah. games left, and you're saying they're going to go ten, 10 and, and eight. eight. All right. Which is amazing. You, we were so down on this team in the first segment when we were talking um, about how badly it's going to be to replace Jimmy. I'm. Uh, I'm sensing. I'm sensing a little bit of. I don't know. I think they can come together, and I'm hoping they can catch a little lightning here. Obviously, they have a tough tough uh, stretch here the next few weeks but then like you mentioned earlier they kind of have a soft finish to the season so even if they don't have Butler for those games I'm hoping they can figure it out I'm hoping that um, you know I just I, I just think that uh, you know that's what it's kind of going to take to stay higher in, in this race and I think they're um, I don't know. I, I, it's really a. It's I a hope ho- you're right. It's a hopeful prediction for sure. Forty eight wins. I felt. I felt like mine was even too optimistic. Yeah. So I'm going forty eight with the fourth seed um, in the playoffs. It's really hard to predict the playoff seeding at this point, just because like the Spurs are playing so terribly. The Everyone's other teams are so playing tight. so great. Yeah. It's really hard to predict what the seeding will be like. But I. Uh, I thought I was being too optimistic, saying they'll end the season with forty five wins, forty five and thirty seven. That means they go seven and nine down the stretch of actually that that number's not right. Uh, if I'm predicting they're only going to win seven more games, that means they're going to lose what eleven? So yeah. seven and eleven yeah, down yeah, the yeah. stretch. Yeah, there yeah. we go, math. Uh, <laughs> seven and eleven down the stretch, which I thought is still pretty optimistic considering the strength of schedule that we have over these next eight games. I guessing that's around the fifth seed, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, so we'll see about that. I'm really hoping I have a sort of life. I can bring it up right now, I think. I have sort of a life issue about this team and getting in the playoffs. I'm going on tour in April and um, overseas in the U.K. And um, if the team, if the Timberwolves are a top four seed, have home court advantage, I will get to see the first Timberwolves playoff game in what 13 years or whatever yeah. I'll be home for that but if they start on the road I will not be home for the a first round <laughs> playoff basketball game so I would need them then to advance wow for me to be in person so, you so have some I'm personal really here. I'm really hoping they get a top 4 seed Dang. and that might be if You're on the road you, how am I going to who's going to find playoff tickets for me I know you're going and yeah you and Rob are going to be doing the show during the playoffs oh so. my god <laughs> so yeah I got some personal skin in this I really want to attend a playoff basketball Timberwolves playoff basketball game and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if there are 3 or 4 <laughs> wow so we're hoping that's crazy yeah, I mean 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's talk about uh, our second prediction, which is just kind of anything for the final six weeks of this season. I'll start us out. I think the team will average more attempted threes um, here in March than any other month this season. I think having Bielitsa in the starting lineup, um, I had um, the stats for threes and. Um, you know Jimmy Butler, while you know he's like third on the team um, in threes attempted, um, with like three and a half, um, something like that. You know he so he's way up there. So we're missing him, but uh, I think having Bielitsa in there for for more three pointers, and I think Jeff Teague is just going to continue to fire. Um, you know I think more threes are going to be going up here. Not that Jimmy you know is afraid of shooting threes, but I think a lot of his ISO basketball kind of takes us out of some possible catch and shoot situations or just any sort of three point situation. So I think um, you know we'll see how the team's offense is overall. I think that might go down uh, offensive rating and stuff wise, but I think the team's going to get up some more threes during this time where they're going to miss Butler. So that's my prediction uh, for the last uh, six weeks or so. All right, my prediction, and you just know that this is going to happen because it's the Timberwolves. It's the Timberwolves. I think that we got this brutal eight-game stretch starting tonight at Portland, at Utah. I think we're going to win one of those two. Yeah. Then it's at home against Boston, at home against Golden State. I think we're going to win one of those two. Oh. Then it's at... uh, Now you're seeing how I got to my record. Well, let me me finish. (laughs) Then you get at Washington, at Spurs. I think we can win one, maybe both of those. And then we finish up this brutal eight-game stretch with two home games against the Rockets, against the Clippers. We win one of those, and we go, hey, we had our brutal eight-game stretch, and we went four and eight, maybe be, even five and three. You mean four and, and four, yeah. yeah. Four and four, yeah. thank you, and maybe even five and three. And then we're going to feel so good about it and be like, it's all downhill from here. And then we're going to lose to a few of these tanking teams during the final no! few weeks. We're going to lose like, we're gonna lose a game to the Lakers in L.A., we're going to lose. We play Memphis twice. We're going to lose one of those Memphis games for sure. And maybe we'll lose to the Knicks. Maybe we'll lose to the Mavericks. I'm just saying we're going to drop a couple teams against actively we're lose some bad teams. teams. We're going to lose some bad teams because we're going to lose we're play focus. down, play down that's, a little bit. That's right. You know we play down you know to the level down. of competition. And so we're going to be sitting pretty. We're going to be like, yeah, we're definitely going to get that three or four seed now that we just got through that brutal stretch. Easy pickings for the way all the way out. And then we're going to have some really embarrassing, just numbskull losses to some teams that are trying to tank. So for the record, what is your prediction? My prediction is the Timberwolves will do better than expected during the next eight games, but then worse than expected over their final ten. Okay. Well, that's pretty hard for us to you know qualify. Quantify? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say the Timberwolves will go 500 or better against these next eight games. Actually, I'll say they'll play 500 or better against winning teams for the rest of the season and we will lose three games it, to teams it, that it. will be in the lottery the play up play down theory yeah exactly <laughs> all right cool um real quick before we move on to weekly wolfies let's talk uh, about some past prediction or just one past prediction um uh, uh in our last uh predicted segment uh we predicted things um scott had a misunderstanding of how the playoffs work so um he the had, nba changed the stupid changed rule, the rules and I, and a few I, years I didn't ago know they changed the stupid yeah rule, so. so scott predicted they'd finish with the fifth worst record but get the fourth spot in the playoffs fifth, fifth best record in fifth the best yes but get the fourth spot because we'd spot. win our division. And I found out they don't do that anymore. So. Right. So, uh, yeah, and my prediction was Tibbs will expand his rotation. Uh, so I thought I thought for sure that Marcus George's hunt was on was right on the cusp of being in the sort of regular rotation uh, for, for the team. But uh, I guess that not to be. And I know that Tom's pretty frugal with his rotations. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, sh- I should have paid. I should have paid attention uh, to Brett Brown there when he said that. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's that's how that's frugal. how we did in our past. <laughs> he is that. Um, that's how we did in our past predictions. Holla at us on Twitter or in the Wolvescast Digest comments with your predictions because we'd love to hear what you're predicting uh, for the rest of the season and then we can bring them up on the show you can comment on the podcast post tomorrow yes 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 you can okay cool Um, moving right along show's moving now presenting your weekly wolfie Award time. We're giving away some statues right now as we do every show. It's Weekly Wolfies, something that is good or bad that we want to bring your attention to. Scott, get us started off this week. All right, Neil. You might have seen. Actually, you did see. You passed me this link. Mm -hmm. 
which I then passed on to the current, and the current posted about. Oh shoot! Nice. They probably saw it anyways. Yeah, they're pretty good. It's Prince related. They had to do it. (laughs) So the twins are going to be selling Prince merch. All right. Some twins. We don't know what that's going to (laughs) be. It's like I think they also the last year they did a Purple Rain night where. like it was lots of Prince theme stuff going around the stadium. First ten thousand fans got these really cool umbrellas that nice. when you opened them up had uh, the image of Prince on his motorcycle from Purple Rain on them. Wow! This year they're doing that again. All right, people coming in will get inflatable cloud guitars. Like his, his... <laughs> actually, I'm not sure if it's the cloud guitar from Purple Rain or I think it's actually a guitar that's shaped like the Prince symbol. Okay, inflatable. Yep, a and symbol guitar. I'm okay with that. That's cool. Yeah. It's a fun theme night. Everyone knows I was advocating for an alternate jersey with paisley purple as a little nod to Prince. Why don't you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? But I'm not down for this twin selling. Uh, also, the ticket package for this year, uh, if you buy a special ticket package, you get a purple uh, ball cap with the okay. Twins logo on the side and the Prince logo on the front. So I think that's what a lot of this stuff they're going to be selling. Apparently, they have the right to sell it all season. Prince twin stuff. So it'll be like, you know, maybe like a Prince jersey or like Twins branded caps with the Prince stuff. And I'm, as much as I like teams embracing the purple and the Prince stuff, Prince Knight's a great idea. I can't get on board with this. With selling, it just the, feels unethical. Mar- I mean, the retail part. Yeah, it's been it's been terrible since Prince died because his family and his estate. And I understand he didn't leave his like a goodwill, and there's a lot of stuff he could have done so that the estate tax won't take like all of that money. Makes uh, things murky. when but he didn't ba- really it, say. But basically, like Prince would have never wanted his stuff on YouTube. It's on YouTube now. Prince would have never wanted his stuff on the streaming services. It's on all the streaming services. Prince would never want. You know, it's just like it seems like everything that Prince stood for in life his family has gone against in death and i get it they have to raise money for a lot of reasons but it's just it's there's something skeevy about this because i don't think prince would like this i don't think prince would want the twins making money on the prince name the prince brand and that's what's happening here it's cool to honor him and do stuff like that but it's not cool to like make money off him in this weird way it just makes me feel gross and it feels exploitative in a way that even like the saint paul saints did this cool like mashup of the saint paul saints logo and the prince logo and that felt like a cool tribute but like this feels just too commercy, too commercially selling. Selling uh, stuff. No, thank you. Uh, so t- it's a negative Wolfie to the Minnesota Twins trying to make too much money off Prince's name, and when they should just stick to the cool way that they've been honoring him in previous years. It's also a nice reminder to uh, make a will. You know? Make a will, everybody. <laughs> Let your intentions be known. I mean, I don't have a will, but uh, <laughs> I don't have anything really. You know, like. People, yeah. would, people wouldn't want what I have if I died. So, uh, yeah, someday. So, yeah, no one likes to think about death, but it's coming. There it is. It's coming, y'all. It's coming for us all. It's coming for y'all. Father Time is undefeated. Um, all right, Weekly Wolfies. My Wolfie this week goes to uh, Brian Sampson. Uh, this is somebody who I don't know, but uh, we follow. It sounds like a name you'd make up for mailbag. It's just Mr. Brian Sampson with this question. No, it's uh, Brian Sampson is uh, someone who we follow on Twitter um, at uh, at Brian Sampson NBA. We'll link to that in the show notes. And Brian has been doing some amazing work um, with video breakdowns uh, this year. Uh, Timberwolves, Timberwolves only, I think, for the most part. Uh, you know, sometimes he'll show plays or show different action or whatever, um, different sets uh, for other teams. But it's it's about Timberwolves, and he started a new um, sort of like YouTube uh, uh, YouTube uh, account, uh, Timberwolves Film Room. It's kind of like his brand for all this stuff, and uh, he's really built it out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so there are these great new video breakdowns, and now there's infographics and other like visuals as far as like shot charts and showing how each player kind of gets their shots and hustle stats and all these things kind of visualized. So he's doing a really good job and kind of focusing in on Timberwolf stuff only. Um, so you know if you are listening to this show, you're the type of Timberwolves fan who uh, wants more. You want more stuff like this. So uh, this is just a great example of someone setting out on their own and. And, um, you know, someone who clearly knows the game and is probably coached at some level. And, um, yeah, so Brian's doing a great job. Give him a follow on Twitter and make sure you check out uh, Timberwolves Film Room. And, uh, yeah, he'll school you on what the Timberwolves are doing on both sides of the ball and how they can be better and what you might be looking for next time uh, you watch a game. Brian with an I. Brian with an I. B-R-I-A-N-S-A-M-P-S-O-N-N-B-A. Again, check out show notes. For the links to all that stuff, I'll link up the Twins uh, Prince uh, story from NPR and uh, all that. Cool. That's Wolfies. Let's play a game. 
All right, everybody, that's right. We like to play a game every single week. And the one that I lean on the most whenever I'm running out of ideas is <laughs> Limerick Challenge. Oh, I love it. I'm always, I'm a rhymer. Be rhyming. You know? I'm like ripping to, and rhyming. I like to write a good limerick. So I got three different limericks for you, Neil. As Great. always, I'll read the first part of it. You'll try to finish in the line, okay? Got it. Let's get started with uh, the first one. When he dances, he looks like a stomper. And I'm sure he'd be cute in a romper. His face, he, your face, he will munch. He's best friends with Crunch. It's been too long since we've seen... Uh, chomper. Chomper. That just, is, straight, just straight Chomper? Is that the name? Is that's it, right. Not like, uh, uh, you know, Chomper the Wolf or something. Just Chomper. Uh, just Chomper. They used to have two inflatable mascots. The tall one that is like twice as... It's like 12 feet tall. Yeah. That's Air Crunch. And then there's a smaller one that's like five, six feet tall. It's a, it's a very round, roly-poly kind of mascot version of Crunch, and his name is Chomper. That's right. And he, you can put your arm out of his mouth, and it looks like the, the ton is coming out. And then like he'll walk up to the security guards and like feel their faces and stuff with the Chomper. Ton. Hilarious. It's been a but minute. It's we haven't seen them because they probably haven't created new ones with the new jerseys on. So once oh, they did the jersey, jersey rebranding. Thing. Yep. So they have to buy a new chomper. Where is Chomper, you guys? Man, that should be a promotional giveaway. I'd, I'd take the old chomper in a heartbeat, you know? Yeah, Show up at chomper. kids' parties and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, where is that? I want to know what happened to Chomper. If anyone who works for the Timberwolves listens to this, let us know what happened to the Air Crunch and Chomper. It's a fan favorite. Because, I mean, I know you're getting a new one, but what do you do with the old one? Yeah. All right, let's go to our next one. He's worth all of the pesos and yens. When reviewed, he always scores tens. I'm sure that it's neat to work with Jim Pete. Let's be grateful to hear Dave Benz. That's correct. Oh, yeah, Dave Benz. Doing a great job. We always talk about how great Jim Pete is, but Dave Benz does a terrific job as well. It's pretty solid. I like uh, like what he's brought to the broadcast over the years, and he's certainly grown year after year. And, you know, he was probably the closest person to Shabazz Muhammad out there. He did the chameleon training with him Mm -hmm. uh, a few years in a row, and... Seem to know him well, and yeah, Dave He's probably Benz. having a hard, hard night tonight. Tough Here night for Dave Benz and Shabazz saying goodbye. All right, final one. This one will be interesting to see if you get. Ooh. Target Center's new menu is not dull. Every night it makes bellies swole. But of all the new treats, which one is on Uber Eats? It's the one and only soda. I don't know. Try to read it again. Read it again. Target Center's new menu is not dull. Every night it makes bellies swole. But of all the new treats, which one is on Uber Eats? It's the one and only soda. Soda. Soda pole? I don't know. What is it? The Got soda me. roll. It's like soda a sushi roll. thing that they offer. Oh, like S O T A. Yeah, S O T A. Got it. Got it. I should have enunciated. A yeah, little bit I more see. Clarity. So it's um, is this the sushi thing or is this the? Because uh, I know they have like a sushi burrito, the soferito. Or, <laughs> so this is this is different. This is a different one. The soda roll, S O T A roll. I think that's what it was called, but I just. Uh... Did you get you got it? On Apparently, Uber? Soda Roll is also a restaurant in the area. Oh. but I thought that you can get it on Uber Eats. Yeah, well, you can get sober, Soda Roll on Postmates and stuff too. But I remember one oh, night. Oh, I know what you mean. There now. was it's doing like a, the name. It's not a name of a product. It's the name of the whole like station. Right. And yeah. I saw that roll. you can get uh, delivery on Uber Eats. I thought it was from the stadium itself. Nice. So. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, like go through the mail detectors stuff, and like go yeah. up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they must just get it from the restaurant. Soda roll. Yeah. You can. Uh, that's that is a food stand at Target Center. You well, can, uh, can we should review it in a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to get to another game. It's been a month since I've been to a game. Oh my goodness. We got to go. Well, you know, we stupid. Go. Stupid All Star break. Stupid things. All right, that uh, that's our show, everybody. Appreciate everybody listening to uh, what we have to say and tuning in week after week. Really, really Game. appreciate it. Blouses. That's right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on the show. Um, quick shout outs, real quick. We got to say thank you to Canis Hoopus. We are a part of their team yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. Wow, you know it's it's all love. It's all love, Canis Hoopus. Make sure you go check out the uh, Wolf's Cast Digest. Went up uh, a few days ago. Go check that out. Lots I was of cool up, links. I was up till 4 a.m. working on it last night. Oh, so you, boy. All of you honor my sacrifice by going and checking it out. There's some fun stuff. In also, there. John Meyer had a great piece uh, last week on Taj Gibson. Wonderful Photoshop. 
Um, it's called The Talented Mr. Clean. It's Taj Gibson as Mr. Clean. It's beautiful. Um, great piece. So uh, that's another one we recommend this week. So go uh, go read that I one. I got to pull out an old t- Photoshop I did of Andrew Wiggins as Tyler, the creator. <laughs> yes, that is in the Digest. digest. So that's check why, that out. That's, well. why, that's why you should check out the Digest this week. Just one of the many reasons, you guys. Shouts to all the teams coming to Trivia. I appreciate you yep, all. Yep, I yep. have restocked my backpack where I'm always carrying a couple Timberwolves cards. Go so ask if, if for you, one. If you mention that you listen to the pod, I'm going to give you a Timberwolves card on the spot. Go to Darby's Tuesday nights, everybody. 6 p.m. I host trivia. It's free to play, and you can win some terrific prizes. Draw a basketball next to your team name to get the extra special podcast point. That's right, a point just for listening to the podcast. All right, that's all we have uh, for this week, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Wolves Cast. Thank you so much for listening. And everybody, don't lose hope. Uh, you know it's tough with Jimmy gone, but it's going to be okay. Hang in there. And just remember, the best ability is availability. What what changed for you as the game went on? I mean, Nothing. I was trash all night, but uh, <laughs> I, I was glad that I was able to ride my teammates' coattails like Jamal Crawford, Todd, Jeff, Andrew, G. All of them were just fantastic. And, uh, I showed up. I showed up tonight. I put a jersey on, but I didn't do much at all. I wasn't making good decisions all night. I wasn't hitting shots um, for being a, you know, didn't make no threes, didn't make no shots, threw the ball to nobody. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I, I did a complete bad game today, so missed two free throws, not too bad for myself. Uh, you know, if you're going to have a bad game, I, I told myself, why not go all out? <laughs>